Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. We are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. Uh, today is September 19th, 2018, and Douglas Costa is a piece of shit. I can say that, right, Martin? Ah, uh, he's a piece of shit. He's a spitting piece of shit, I uh, wouldn't insinuate. You know what that reminded me of? Like going to the petting zoo and having a donkey spit on you or a camel spit on you. Or the like llamas. Qu- like llamas yeah. spit too, yeah. That was a quality spit. It wasn't like a little bubbly spit. It was an aggressive spit. I loved it. I'm right, sorry about it. Right into his mouth. And um, I know like the KFC and part of my take guys are all into like girls spitting into their mouths or just anywhere, partners and stuff like that. I was trying to think of tweets with a, for the picture and be like, uh, if only someone would spit in my mouth like Douglas Costa. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know yeah. what's weird? Every time I see that um, the story about Douglas Costa, my mind immediately thinks, Douglas Costa didn't do that. They're thinking about Diego Costa, right? It has to be Diego Costa. That's because so, But Diego Costa Diego would just eat someone. Person. He would That's just eat, true. <laughs> he would just eat the other person. So, um, yeah, four-match ban. I was during the Juventus. Uh, I don't remember the other Italian team. All I remember from that game was that Ronaldo scored a, his first brace, right? His first goals for Juventus, correct? Yeah, first and second goal. And the first one was a tap-in. So, I mean, everyone got on that and was just like, Ronaldo only scores tap-ins. And I'm like, yeah, but he still scores a lot of them. Yeah, well, so. he's, well if he's going to be good at something, he's really good at tap-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and soccer. He's really good at soccer. Also, I was thinking about this because I just got done from officiating a wedding. So, like, by the way, if anyone on the podcast wants to have their wedding done by moi, I am. The Universal Life Church called me, and for $40, I became a part of their church and can marry people. Um, I was thinking, Martin, what wouldn't it be so fucking wicked to go to, like, Messi's or, like, someone's wedding? Like, you remember last year, I think Messi had his wedding, and it was, like, Ronaldinho, Puyo, Suarez, Neymar. And I was thinking, like, dude, especially because you can not only get your club team, but, like, your international, like, that would be so fucking sick. I think the next step is to be famous enough so we can invite all these peoples to our uh, respective weddings. Like, could you just imagine knowing one famous soccer player and he shows up at your wedding? Like, fuck the bride. I'm going right for the soccer player. No Uh, ifs, ands, or buts. But to have an entire national squad and a club squad and plus all your famous soccer friends around you for your wedding, that's heaven. That's heaven right there. I was trying to think of, like, whose wedding I'd want to go to. And I was thinking of a player who's, like, popped around and could invite a lot of people. I'm thinking De Maria. Because he's played with like, because he's played with Messi and Ronaldo for for uh, club and country. He's played with Zlatan, Cavani. He's played for Manchester United. You know, I'm thinking like De Maria is just like hopped around everywhere. I'm like, ooh, he'd be a good, you know, that'd be a great wedding to go to. That would. I'm actually gonna go old school and pick the most obvious answer and say David Beckham. If he ever breaks up with the Spice Girls and Victoria. gets married to one. <laughs> Yes, but I'm I'm just assuming that he knows all of them and is married to all of them because I don't know any of them except Victoria Beckham. But going yeah, to fair. David Beckham's wedding would be amazing. But if you if you could only invite one famous soccer player to your wedding, who would you invite? Oh, Henri. God damn, just fucking yeah. He would show up just I'm oh, sorry. That was quick. That yeah, was quick. No. He'd probably show up in like a turtleneck, fucking with the bla- oh God. Andre just oozes class. It would, it would, it, that'd be an easy. I'd be like, just, just tell, tell me, tell me how you know we won the league. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> share, share your secrets, Henri. Tell me how you got Belgium to the quarters, or oh, the semis, I, and went undefeated for a year. I yeah. think I would have to choose Eric Antona solely because of how much fucking fun that oh, would be. Dude, he'd party. He'd party so fucking hard. And he'd kick you in the face with a karate kick, and you better love that. No, but Cantona would fuck my wife. Let's be honest. He... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And honestly, I would let him. I'd be like, listen, so-and-so, name yet to be determined. 
look, I know <laughs> this wedding is supposed to be a special night for the both of us. I know we're supposed to, uh, what's it called? Consummate your marriage, consume your marriage in the bedroom. Eat them. You have to eat them, yes. You have to eat them. And instead of me, I want Eric and Tona to eat you. I want Eric and Tona to have this night because yeah, that's how would, much I love you. It would be rude if you didn't. So uh, I think that's how you're insulting. Yeah, it really would be. It, I wouldn't want to let that man down because, you know, he's like a, he's a, he's like a father to me. All right. Uh, moving on to Zlatan. You know, no one talks about him enough. Zlatan scoring – well, he does. He talks about himself a lot. Zlatan scored his 500th goal. Um, and what a fucking roundhouse kick, like fucking eye of the tiger crazy goal. We posted it up on our social media, which, you know, since I'm mentioning it, I'll plug right now. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, at Lads Podcast. I think Twitter's Lads underscore podcast. And then Loud America's Disgusting Soccer, um, which got a lot of good traction. So, you know, trying to get that media and marketing game up. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, what a fucking goal, Martin. I mean, Zlatan, we've always just gushed over him. And just, I mean, it's not only his style of play and, like, being, like, a true number nine in an age where there's not really any number nines left. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like a true out-and-out striker. Kind of like, I mean, this is... Cantona. A, yeah, Cantona, but, I mean, then you've got, I guess you could say Lukaku is the most similar to him, minus all the theatrics and crazy, mm -hmm. crazy, like, how the hell did you score that goal? But in yeah. terms of being, like, an out-and-out, real number nine, be that big man up front, like, I think Zlatan is the best in the world at what he, what he does. And you know what? With that 500th goal... First of all, that was the perfect Zlatan goal to reach 500. But now he is one of the three people in the history who have scored 500 goals for club and country. Well, and he the did. Two are Messi and Ronaldo. So, can we talk about <laughs> Zlatan being elite, elite? Um, I mean, I was seeing some conversation after he got that 500 goal. Like, where does he end up in your top? You know, right? Uh, yeah, and I like. I don't know. I saw a lot of people talking shit. Like, I think Zlatan's, like, fucking phenomenal. I'm just saying what other people – I'm not saying this. Other people are saying this. Uh, where he scored a lot of goals at, like, PSV. I think that's where he was, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, and also a lot of goals at PSG playing against, like, lower competition. Uh, I think the stat was, like, over, like, 250 of those goals were at, like, you know, him playing a bunch of fucking farmers. So – I mean, but the guy everywhere he's went, he's like won the league. You know, what I mean, he's won like even at Manchester United, he's still won. Like he didn't play in the Europa League, but goddamn, if he wasn't a big part, he scored so many fucking goals at Manchester United in that short span. Yeah, uh, which I almost kind of forget he played there because he got injured like halfway through the season. It wasn't like three fourths of the season. I was like, and it feels like you know our brains are so fucking tiny that like when. Like, the next season starts, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, I totally forgot Bastian Schweinsteiger played for Manchester United. Like, I watched him play so many matches, you know what I mean? I, I, I forget about uh, Bastia as well, but that's more because that was a stupid transfer. I love Schweinsteiger more than life itself. But, like, at the same time, it was at the end of his career, and, and he was injured uh, quite often in that. So that's, that's kind of how I saw Ibra's time at United, except Ibra was much more clinical and important to the team than Bashley was. And going back to Zlatan's, how he's going to rank at the end of the day, I just looked at uh, the goal, goal breakdown. Um, he scored 156 for PSG, and then the uh, uh, I think he scored 48 goals for PSV, taking that total to a, like a – right around 200 of his 500 goals came against Farmers. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the international competition, there are 10 soccer players with 50 or more international goals. The only people worth mentioning in this list is Cristiano Ronaldo, Pele, and Miroslav Klose, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, Miroslav. So, God. Just, Miroslav, you it, German giant mm -hmm. man. That just saying his name does things in my pants. Um, oh yeah. It's ugh. anyway. Um, yeah, dude. Like Zlatan, and it's just such a personality. I think that's helped a lot with like you know like getting his like brand up. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah. And plus he he's such a funny fucker. You know what I mean? He's a funny guy. And he's he's awesome. And like every single one of his quotes are 
are just gems. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about scored, the quotes from this yeah, weekend? Yeah. When, so uh, just found out that he scored against Toronto, scored against Michael Bradley's team, which makes me super happy because fuck the Bradleys. Um, Especially Bob. But, well, I love Bob. I miss him. I, I'll take Bob over Mike any day. Yeah, true. <laughs> so uh, Ibrahimovic and the worst Bradley got into each other's faces at the end of the game, got into a little scruffle scruff. And a uh, reporter asked about it after the game, and Ibra said, Michael Bradley thinks he's a philosopher of football. I have more goals than he has games, so he should follow my rules. And, like, fucking smack down. You cannot come back from that, No, Michael you Bradley. Just, you, he put him in a fucking, like, he's dead. Confirmed fucking, like, gunshot. Boom. He's fucking dead. Um he's- Deader than dead. He also killed the country of Canada in Toronto. He said, like, yeah, even though we lost, the only thing this team or whatever is going to be remembered is for my five. This game, the only thing we're going to remember is my 500th goal. They're not going to give a fuck that we lost, like, <laughs> 4-1. I was like, God, just body bag, body bag, body bag. The guy's just body bags everyone. And I love it. Um, moving on, Zlatan's the shit. Let's just get it out of the way. I think – I don't know where he gets – like, I guess – I'm not going to include, like, Paley Maradona, but in my lifetime, I think he has to be in my, like, I'm talking lifetime, like, my lifetime players I've watched, I'd probably put him in, like, my top ten, right? I, yeah, I, I completely agree because I'm not we've gonna... talked about this before. We can't really say that we think Pele or Maradona is the best because we didn't see them play week in and week out. But seeing Zlatan week in and week out in Italy, in France, in Spain, in England, in Netherlands, and now in America, dominating on every single team that he's been on dude la I galaxy mean, don't deserve him like i just they want to put out, la galaxy are such trash and they do not deserve i don't fucking watch mls but god i just like see him play and he's like it's literally a lion among sheep like I, I feel like that's something he's probably said to himself about playing with these guys dude they're not even in playoff consideration holy crap and oh. slot is like second place in the mos um for goals scored so literally the only reason LA Galaxy is not uh, relegated, and there's no relegation in MOS, is because of Zlatan. I'll go Damn. on the record. Say, say oh, that. well, I mean, who's more important? Who's more valuable, him or Rooney? Because Rooney's getting DC United to push, huh? Who's the better player? That's true. Oh. Yo. Yo. Embrace the bait. Who's the, who's the better Manchester United player to come to, go to the MLS? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that actually brings up a real question. Peak of their power. Peak fucking playing. Who would you take? Ah, uh, dude. Rooney's, dude, Rooney's at his peak was so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That's that's tough. Oh, man. I feel like you're going to say Rooney because – but I honestly, I, I have to flip a coin. I'm, I'm being a bitch about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have to pick Rooney solely because – one, Rooney's my Rooney, and two, Rooney at his peak was a goddamn pit bull and would chase down every single ball, would get in fights with every single defender and score worldlies. And Rooney was my boy back in the day. But Zlatan has aged much more gracefully, I will say that. Oh, my God, yeah, what is he, 35, 36? And he's just, just fucking, ugh. He's Man. also looked the same since he's, like, been... 18. As long mm-hmm. doesn't age. Also, like, only man you can't make fun of for having a ponytail because he will fucking murder you. Confirmed. Like, I make fun of my brother all day for having a ponytail. <laughs> fucking Never Gabe. worried if he's... <laughs> fuck you, Gabe. Never worried that he's going to murder me. Zlatan wouldn't even dream it. Name another player in the world who can pull off a ponytail. I can't think of one. The only one I can think of is Bale. Oh, yeah, Gareth. Who... And Bale Soft. Yeah, he does. He is. Well, go Welsh Dragons. All right. Quickly, before we get into some uh, fantasy and competition roundup, our bets roundup, uh, let's talk about we're going to do a Champions League uh, roundup podcast tomorrow and also our prediction podcast tomorrow. Right, Martin? Is that what's happening? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, But we have a gripe because the Champions League is now being shown by Bleacher Report, right, and TNT. Um. I just I was gonna write a blog about it today, but I'll just I'll write one tomorrow and probably get it posted. But we gotta address the elephant in the room or the just Steve Nash is like commentating on Bleacher Report for the Champions League and 
I think it's cool. I'm gonna say that it's kind of cool, but kind of sucks as well. It's kind of you're kind of spitting in my face. I feel like, um, and to be like, I tweeted earlier about this. Like, you know, it's a basketball guy talking about it, and people were trying to defend Steve Nash, saying like, "Well, he's a long lifetime fan, and he's a big Spurs fan, so you know, easily he can talk about the fucking." Well, then I can do the fucking commentating for you know the champions league you know the biggest european competition in the world right yeah it's it's like if if um prince harry who's a big tottenham fan i think was to just start commentating because he's been a fan all of his life and he's pretty famous like really there is not a single other person in the united states who is a commentator is a reporter is a pundit that specializes in soccer and isn't a fan like I'm sorry, but I probably know as much about soccer as Steve Nash. Nash, you do not want to hear my voice come over the fucking radio, come over no. the TV. And like to be fair, real quick, he's actually pretty good. I oh just, yeah, for yeah. sure. But he, like, I'm gonna gripe. Yeah, you know, and like I liked his commentary. I just think it's kind of like, like I would never be like, oh wow, Terrell Owens is covering the Lakers Celtics game tonight. Like what right, else? Right. Like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Why is Terrell Owens in – this is not his sport. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. why is this guy who snubbed Shaq and Kobe out of MVPs covering, you know, Real Madrid versus uh, – who did they play today? Fuck, I forget. They played Roma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bale had the nice goal, great assist by Madrid. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm like – Wait, I'm... yeah, they did play Roma. I want to make sure because – who did who did uh yeah they did play roma i got confused because ronaldo oh, three, got sent off oh, and it messed me up and it's like wait he got sent off oh he's not there anymore um. right exactly <laughs> i was just like wait wait uh, uh, oh yeah juventus um but yeah champions are back it's so that, stay, maybe oh it's so fucking back um so stay tuned for tomorrow where we do our bets and predictions our locks for next week um so just just you know prepare yourself um moving on to competition roundup um i am currently ahead martin with my you know my picks i am at 27 you are at 24 not the brag not a big brag but you know i'm actually impressed by us like we're pretty close here it would be a shame if like one of us were just like 20 points ahead of mm -hmm. the other team but how many how many uh, weeks have there been? No, so you're right at like in the middle. So you're like fifty fifty because there's been fifty games. It's five yeah, weeks. That's so. what I was just so, looking at. So you're positive, baby. Dude, I, I should be a professional gambler. This is how I tell myself, and then I start. <laughs> so I yeah, right. All my, I'm like, wow, I'm like doing pretty well. I'm like two above five hundred. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm so, passing. So I should I should go to Vegas. Um, and then we also still have our fantasy uh, soccer league still open. Uh, well, not the head-to-head -head one. That one's closed. But we have our, like, you know, open one that's open. And, Martin, you're eighth in the head-to-head -head one. I'm, unfortunately, 18th. And then in the fantasy open one, which is just, like, open to everyone, no head-to-head, -head, Martin, you are in second, and I am in 16th, which I think we have, like, 40, 30 people. I don't know how many people are in it. But there's a – I mean, the head-to-head, -head, there's, like, 40 or something people, right? 50? I don't know. Yeah, on the head-to-head -head one, there's 50, and on the original, there's 35. But I want to give a shout-out to the top five people in each league real quick. Um, in the fantasy head-to-head -head league, uh, number one is top 11, who destroyed me. He scored, like, 90 points on me when I played him. Jesus. Um, then Gambler's Luck in second. Bros Talking Soccer, shout-out to Dave Knittle in third. Yo. Fourth is Flight Oda Navy. Oh, Nabiquieta, sorry. Could not read Nabiquieta when it was one word. And then in fifth is sorry, not sorry. Spelled like the Chelsea manager. <laughs> nice mm -hmm. one. And that's uh, Joey Morang. He, he shows up on the Twitter sometimes. He oh, yeah. tweets it. Yeah, he's a, I think he's a big old Chelsea fan, so shout out to him. And then go to the top five in the fantasy original. Who are they? Uh, you got number one with Peter Check Yourself, Jack Niles. Uh, he's also on our Twitter. And our Facebook, I think. Number two is yours fucking truly, Manchester Hair United. Oh, real Number original. Cool. All right, go on. <laughs> all right, all right. 
My other one is one flew over the Lukaku's nest, so it's all right. That's more clever. That, that's actually um, that's, that's a great movie, also. No. <laughs> uh, and third is the Mendy Project, also great name. Number four is Toon Army, aka there's a Newcastle fan in our fan base that weird oh man. yeah brian yeah he's wicked mm-hmm. yeah he's on our discord which we also have a discord which is like our chat room uh where like people who follow the podcast or just want to talk about beer soccer i should post that link i'll post that link tomorrow so just people can join that um i kind of like I've, i'm like we're both running all the social medias and stuff so i like kind of get behind but it seems like people are talking on there during games and stuff and like uh so that's pretty cool Oh, yeah. And then in fifth with, I think, the best name, it took me like five minutes to understand it, is Cunning Stunts. Mm. And I just that's, realized that's a good you, name. Yeah, you just flip a couple letters around and it spells something I, else. I think it's just two, but yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, well, three, I guess. But wow, way, way to go. Uh, cunning Stunts. Big, big fan of uh, stunning cunts. Um <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that team. Okay. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about the beer real quick and then jump into our roundup. Okay, uh, Martin, I am – I did not – I mean, I just got back from, the, like, the wedding stuff, so I just literally grabbed whatever is in my mini fridge, and I just have taps. PBR, I am drinking – so I'm not – I should probably not review this, but, you know, people might not read the can – on PBR, <laughs> uh, so it was established in Milwaukee in 1844. So, pretty vintage, um, pretty blue collar beer. I don't know, it's fucking hipster beer now. So, which fits me pretty fucking fine. Um, yeah, so ten out of ten PBR, best rating of ten out of ten. <laughs> Dude, I haven't drank PBR in the longest time. Mm. It is. It's just one of those beers that I had too much of, and I'm just like, nope, can't do this anymore. Dude, every cannot. Philly hipster. It's just every Philly hipster. You go to any hipster bar in Philadelphia, they're all. I know, I know, and that's why I, it got too much for me. I was just like, nope, I've had it way too many times. But yeah, it's I like think water I can now. Top, yeah, I think I can top your shitty beer choice. Oh, can I guess? Is it Keystone? Hell no. Think Gurley. Uh oh, what? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I wanted to say Twisted Tea for a sec, but that's not really girly. That's just like different. What are you drinking? I'm drinking fucking strawberries, bro. Oh, get the fuck! Yeah, you, <laughs> I said, it was, oh, motherfucker! Are you? You survived. First off, how's North Carolina? You survived the hurricane. You stocked up on strawberries. You fucking <laughs> Dude, Look, look. All I am saying is they are eight percent. They are easy as sin to drink, and you know what? They're cheap as balls. Like, it's two tall boys for $2 down here in the boonies of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, well, everything. I mean, it's almost – it should be illegal how cheap alcohol is down there. Like, you're alcohol the reason and we... tobacco, dude. It's insane. Like, I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I smoke cigarettes. And Yeah, me like, neither. Going, <laughs> going from uh, the actual – city down to the boonies it was like a ten dollar price drop and i was about to buy a jewel because i wanted to quit smoking and i asked them how much a jewel was and i was just like nope it makes more economic sense if i keep smoking cigarettes so i'd be losing money yeah that's why i tell myself (laughs) you you're the reason we had prohibition because people were fucking killing themselves drinking so much cheap alcohol it's because of states like you um yeah but shit it's fun man no i mean like are you happy unless you're not sober i mean I think uh, that's a question that we need to talk about off the podcast because we're about to open a whole can of worms. Yeah, that's we're going to – I don't want – okay. So um, waking up – Oh, and I'm in a library. I want to I wanna tell the people where I am real quick. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. I forgot to, you said that before. It's like, hey, I needed to find a quiet place to podcast, so I went into a library with beer. I went, Jesus, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's what I had to do. My laptop's not working, so I had to find a computer and Wi-Fi. And you know what has computers and Wi-Fi? Libraries. Do they know I have beer in here? No, they do not. I'm calling not them right problem. now. I'm, I'm busting do. you. I will. It's Mooresville Pu- Public Library. Call them and let them know that Martin G. Frazier is a piece of shit. Well, you're fucking the bumblefuck boonies of North Carolina. They're probably like, yeah, people bring beer in here all the time. Do you think people read here? Um, that's so, true. That's so, true. Um, all right, let's open this goddamn podcast up. 
Tottenham versus Liverpool, um, which I want to make a uh, – the end scoreline was 2-1. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what is Tottenham? What is – I don't – I can't read Tottenham right now. Um, you had – it was just a dominant performance by Liverpool. Like, it's – and – oh, I see – because you, you did the notes this week, so good good notes. You're, yeah, they're still unbeaten. Martin, just going to clap you up real quick. They are still unbeaten, them and uh, Chelsea, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, and to your point about Liverpool, I am right in the same boat, man. Like, and it was only solidified, and we're going to talk more about this tomorrow, but it was only solidified by their performance against uh, Inter Milan. It's a Tottenham squad that is just off. There's something missing, and this entire game, Liverpool was able to dominate every single aspect of the field, especially the midfield. Yeah, I don't think dumb. I've ever seen Tottenham turn the ball over that many times in a game. That's what I was gonna say. Stupid fucking giveaways, Eric Dyer. What the yeah. fuck are you doing, dude? Like, so like Liverpool should have been up like five goals because they were just giving and giving goals away. I mean, like uh, possession away. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. It it was. And... Oh, no oh, awkward oh, pause. Oh, oh uh, this is I, the problem with recording I love so you. far away. No, you hang I up. I love you too. No, I you love hang you up. more. No, no you, you hang up. No, you hang up. You... Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> you shit. Go. <laughs> so uh all i'm gonna say is like additionally with tottenham yes they are missing hugo Lloris, and yes michelle vorm made a mistake to lead to liverpool's first goal but tottenham cannot blame that defeat on liverpool or cannot blame that defeat on their defense or michelle vorm all the trouble originated in the midfield the giveaways led to wide open counterattacks. the giveaways allowed uh Liverpool to dominate and stay in Tottenham's half of the field. And Michelle Vorm, in my opinion, played pretty damn well. He had uh, a lot of crucial shape. It, it could, like you said, it could have been 5-0, 5-1. Michelle Vorm kept that from it. Granted, he led in that first goal. He's kind of trash. But, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, like, I don't know. Um, it, uh, I don't... Verm sucks. Is when is Lloris coming back? Is he serving a suspension for his DUI thing or no? No, that was my first thought as well. <sighs> like, I was just like, holy shit, um, fucking Tottenham is actually punishing someone for drinking and driving. They don't just have to, uh, you know, pay a fine and be totally okay. Make a public it's, statement. Be like, I'm sorry for what I did. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought that Poch was actually going to be, like, actually like, yeah, let's shame this guy for fucking doing what he did but nope he just injured his thigh he's supposed to be back at the end of the month i don't know man it's like kickers in the nfl like like they're not running around like just like you don't like i don't know it's like it's all they do is goaltend like do you think a thigh injury does that i don't know maybe it's just me because i'm just like there's there's some positions on like a sports team where i'm like dude like you're not really hurt. Like, you can, you know, I mean, like, for a goalkeeper, I, like, kind of get it more than a kicker. But do you see what I'm saying? I do to an extent. But when it comes to, like, jumping and diving and running out to meet people, like, I kind of need a thigh for that shit. That's where all the fucking muscle is. All right. Yeah, you're right. Shit. But you know what? He is French, so he could be milking it. And, uh, you know, he might be a faker. And this injury is totally fine. Yeah. Um,. So we had goals by Wijnaldum, Firmino, uh, and then Lamella with the late like uh, stoppage time goal. Um, I mean, I mean that was just like a dumb giveaway. But I mean, like Liverpool's defense has just been so solid. Their midfield, James Milner looks. I, everyone's been saying Benjamin Button all over Twitter. I mean, the guy's played so much football, and he's just he looks like he's just playing so fucking well. It's so bizarre, right? Am I crazy? Nah, and he's, like, you never see the man tired. Like, the man isn't going to go down as one of the best players for Liverpool or in the Premier League, but the man is 1,000% going to go down as the hardest fucking worker. And at the end of the day, he, I don't think he is as important to the team as Mane, Salah, and Firmino, but he is a key component to how Liverpool play. Like, he's almost their safety valve. He can come back and defend, but at the same time, he starts attacks. He links up in the attacks. He scores penalties. So he's a jack-of-all-trades, and he does it damn well. 
Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife, an English Army knife. Um, That's true. He's just a fucking workhorse, like you said. I mean, I have, I'm just like, who? Like, this is James Milner? Like, what? Like, um, especially his performance in the Champions League, which I know we'll talk about tomorrow. But, God, I mean, I feel like he's going to be, like, one of those guys, like, you just don't, like, very underrated player because the front three are so, like, electric. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then uh, also, uh, Firmino got poked in the eye by Vertonghen. Dude, which, that was nasty. That dude, went, like, I, deep into the eye socket. Like, I posted that on our, like, social media, like, Instagram and stuff. And, like, even when I was posting it, I, like, I cringe at stuff when it's anything eyes or, like, when people get their throats, like, cut in movies. Like, yeah. like even, even me just saying that, I just, like, fucking winced. Blech, like, blech. like. Like that, like that movie Sweeney Todd with like Johnny Depp. I couldn't watch it because I was like, oh, he's just gonna cut everyone's fucking neck after he gives him a shave. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't, like I can't do that shit. And like watch, it like, just seeing, makes you squeamish. Yeah, uh, which is even more wicked that for me, you did like the eye patch thing. Which I was trying to think, yeah. like, is name a more iconic person that could have an eye patch? I'm just thinking like Kill Bill. Uh, Oop. I mean, I mean, eye patches. Any oh, pirate? Uh, any pirate? Uh, Barbosa, uh, Nick Fury, Nick Fury. Oh, that's also true. Uh, that's a, that's Anakin. a good one. Anakin uh, lost an eye. Yeah, he, I mean, he lost like his whole like body. Well, so. that too, but he pulled yeah. it off well. Darth it, Vader, much better than Anakin Skywalker. He was my brother. Uh, but yeah, you I were think, my brother, Anakin. Um, yeah, Spurs are in trouble. I, I, mean, I see you put that as a question. Are Spurs in trouble? They've lost three straight games, which I think is so funny. Because I saw people on Twitter, especially because the Man U crew are like, you know, Mourinho loses one game, but and everyone loses their mind. But Pochettino loses three in a row. I'm counting the Inter game from uh, yesterday, uh, and like everyone's just like, wow, Poch is still such an amazing fucking manager. And I'm like, but I mean, there is some truth to that statement. Like, imagine if Wenger did this last year, or Pep did this, or uh, Liverpool did this. But there is. There's some media favorites and some media scapegoats, and Poch is definitely a media favorite. It's going to be interesting to see what Tottenham can do next week when they, uh, I think they play Brighton next week. If they lose against Brighton, expect a media shit show. Um, I I want to make like in the Premier League, who do, I think Poch next to Pep right now has the most job security. Would you agree? I think in terms of job security, like. I don't know, like, because Poch hasn't won, like, anything, but he's still, like, but he's still really good, which is weird. You know what I mean? It's, like, in my sports brain, I'm, like, trying to tell myself he's really good, but the guy hasn't won anything. And I know the Tottenham listeners are probably, like, oh, he's an Arsenal fan, but, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I like Poch a lot, but, like, I feel like any other manager would be, like, getting torn to shreds, right? Well, what about Liverpool and Klopp? And his second year, he finished seventh. And there was no rumblings about him being fired. I think that... Well, I when, think that was his... Well, the defending club, I mean, he came in half a year in. He, he's finally getting all his players that he wants. And, like, uh, and Poch is like, this he, This has been his squad. And this is his squad that he's had for a while. You know, for Klopp, he was coming in and, like, pretty much trying to, like, develop and create the squad he has now, which is so... We can see the end result and that it's, like, really fucking good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say that Pep, Poch, and Klopp are all tied in their job security. I think the other three teams, Arsenal, United, and Chelsea, that's where the managerial issues might come to fold and be like, yep, you're fired at the end of this season. And oh, no, Chelsea Arsenal... might do it even if they win the league because, you know, that's what it's... they do. Uh, I don't know. Arsenal did have the most secure job for, like, over two decades. So That's uh... true. Moving on to Manchester City versus Fulham, we both called this. We both said it was going to be a blowout. I think I said like four nil. I think you. I think you said three nil. I can't remember, um, but that's what the end result was. Man City three, uh, Fulham nil. Uh, goals by Sane, Silva, and Sterling. Uh, what were your thoughts about the game, Martin? Um, I mean, I think it's it's good for Manchester City, who has not had the perfect start to the campaign that they've liked, but now. With Sané being reintroduced, they're going to get that fire lit under their ass again. And it's awesome to see Sané, after a summer of disrespect, come in 90 seconds into the game and score a goal. Like, I was, like I'm was, like i no City fan, trust me on that. 
But I was like, oh, fuck no yeah, shit. Sane. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was like, fuck yeah, Sane. And then same with David Silva. Like, I've always liked David Silva, uh, the magician. And, and basically, whenever he scores, I'm about it. Same with Bernardo Silva. And Silva just joined the 50 goals club for Manchester City. I think there's like three other people. I think it's Yaya and Aguero who are on the 50 goals club. Mm-hmm. So Silva, eight years in the pre- or five years in the Prem, and he is like City's icon. I think I think he's more iconic than Aguero, or in terms of his importance to the team. I think people like of- I think people like him more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like uh, who's the most iconic? Well, I, we can now say I've I've said it now. We can now say Man City legends. Um, <laughs> Okay. I, um, I know. I know. It pain. It like makes you wince when I say that. Um, but I mean, I think in terms of like legends, I think we can finally say like I think company, right? Like I mean, he's just. I feel like he's always been kind of like the face. I mean, him and Aguero, David Silva. It was Joe Hart for a bit, but you know. Yeah, yeah, was there too. And, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think the most iconic person on that team was Stephen Ireland. And Stephen People Ireland forget. was the man. I love Stephen Ireland. I wonder oh. if he still plays. Probably, probably plays for like Leeds. I wonder if that would be awesome. I hope he plays for Leeds. That'd be so I'm gonna lose awesome. my mind if he does. Um, what's it called? Uh, also like Navas with the good uh, with the good eyes. Oh, even though he wasn't great, he was beautiful mm. eyes. God, he, just... hey, shit, he plays for Stoke City. <gasps> does he really? Yeah, or he played last year. I don't know about this year. He might have retired. Ah, oh, damn it. If he was on Leeds, I would have been like, all right, I quit. This is the end of oh. the podcast. I can't. He did quit. Oh. He did what quit. If... He's done. You don't have oh. to quit. Damn, I, I wish we would have paid tribute to him like we did, like, Alonzo and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Javi Alonzo and, like, all the other players that retired. I can't believe we didn't. Like, Philip Lom, we should have thrown him in there. Uh, Pierre but Lowe. No. We messed up. We uh, disrespected Stephen Ireland. God damn us. Um, but, I mean, again, Man City is easily, you know, don't count them. I mean, I had Liverpool winning this uh, whole shebang this year, but, I mean, Man City could easily win it too. I mean, they're still really good. I just think even just today's, like, lethargic Champions League game, which we'll talk about tomorrow, I feel like they're just, like, maybe having, like, a champions hangover right now. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's like they're still super dangerous, but I feel like it's only when they want to be. I guess I don't. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's still the team from last year, and there's still. I mean, I think like seventy percent of the time they are that team from last year, but there is some type of hangover, some complacency going on, and I think Pep is trying to remedy that. For God's sakes, he made the entire team watch every single missed opportunity and shot versus Fulham after the game. They won 3-0, and yet he's a perfectionist. So I think Pep is going to right the ship and make sure they play 100% every game. Dude, that's some Belichick shit. It's like, Mm -hmm. all right, we just blew out the Jets again, 42 to nothing. All right, Tom, you are horrible. Um. Yeah. (laughs) You only threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns? No, unacceptable. I know we just lost to the Jaguars, but you need to do better than that. Jesus. All right. Uh, Man City, still good. They reminded us why they are still the uh, champions of last year. All right, moving on to quickly Bournemouth-Leicester. Bournemouth, there we go. The cherries popping Leicester. Uh, doing pretty good. Getting uh, Frazier. Martin, you scored two goals. Uh, I did. Josh King, Adam Smith. And then oh, Madison. He keeps, you know, we keep bringing up Madison from Leicester. Just, you know. He's he's good. I like him a lot. Um, just late goals by Leicester. Um, when was the red card by Morgan? That was early in the match, right? I think it was like in the 60th minute. I can't I can't remember at this time. But I I'll tell you what. I am most impressed by Bournemouth this year. They are in fourth place right now, um, or fifth place right now. And yeah, it's only five games in. But if you look at their goal differential, it's ten. It's ten. They have scored 10. I'm sorry, it's three. Never mind, ignore everything that I said. But hell, at least they have a positive goal, goal differential. Which Ooh, no this other man. Team, <laughs> yes, shame me. No other team from the mid table team 
except Watford and Bournemouth have a positive goal differential. That should tell you what those teams are capable of doing this year. Like Bournemouth, I'm impressed by them. But they're Leicester, one of those teams where you're just like, wait, what'd you say? Sorry, I think you cut out. Oh, I was just saying, Leicester, Ugh. I don't know. This isn't the team of last year, but you know what? I think they're going to stay a mid-table team, and that's, you know what? That's what I expect from Leicester at this point. They're already legends in my mind. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, they're just a staple now. I hope they stay a staple because, God forbid, if they get relegated, it'd be like, fuck, you know? Like, right, right. I'd be like, I'd have to tell my kids, you know, like, I remember when Leicester won the league and they were in the <laughs> Premier League. You know, I feel fucking old, you know? Um, I think that uh, I think that there's a solution to that. Don't make the team better, but have a child right now. Mm-hmm. So in nine months from now, Leicester is still in the league. Oh, I mean, they might not be. I don't. <laughs> That's, all right, come on, fingers crossed. Knock on wood, uh, Leicester um, is still in the league. If, just... if they get relegated, it's your fault. Wait, sorry. I think you cut out again. Oh, motherfucker. I said if if uh, <laughs> Lester gets relegated, it's your fault and only your fault. Well, I'm never having kids, so I'm just, you know, all, all the That's ladies, true. all the two girls uh, who listen to this podcast, just just a heads up. Um, all the lady. All the lady. All, all the two. I mean, I don't know. Um, moving on to – oh, this is my last point about Bournemouth. Um, I think they're definitely one of those teams where you just you can't sleep on them. You can't come out like uh, like not trying to give everything. You know what I mean? You Agreed. Can't, oh yeah. Or what's the word? Flat-footed. That's the word. I was like, you can't come out flat-footed because they will definitely. And Eddie Howe, I think, is a good manager. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I mean he's good enough to be linked with Arsenal. He's kept Bournemouth in the league for three years now, and this year they are in form. But let's move on to your team. Newcastle 1, Arsenal 2. And goals by Xhaka, Oto, and Clark for Newcastle. But I just want to talk about Xhaka's goal real quick. The free kick. Damn. Mm. 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 God. Which I had to, like, stream this game. Which, you know, shout out to NBC Gold for being fucking cunts. Um, you know, we're trying to build, like, they're such bullshitters. That's the thing about, like, all these, it's all capitalist bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll use the fucking excuse, like, we're trying to build soccer in America, but you have to pay for it. You have to make sure we get our money. Then we can build soccer. Like, fuck off. Just show us soccer, asshole. Like, yeah. My match, Manchester United versus Watford, was thrown out of the TV for 24-hour round-the-clock hurricane updates. And I was pissed the fuck off, so I streamed my match as well. So stop yeah. putting soccer under hurricanes and under money. It it's just such bullshit, man. Like don't don't come out and tell me you're trying to like build this American soccer culture, and then you're gonna make a you know DLC soccer pack, right? Yeah, fucking yeah, that's like, perfect. Like fucking EA Sports and fucking all these like video game companies being like, yeah, well. If you want the full game, you now I got to pay sixty dollars. Here's another fucking twenty to thirty. It's like fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. give me yeah. what I paid for. Like, please. You know, I, already, I already paid for fucking cable. Like, all right. Moving on. Jaka's uh, goal. Jaka uh, boom. Jaka laka. Um, wow. What a free kick. It's like, but the thing is, he'll do this and then he won't score for another ten games or like fifteen games, and you're gonna be like. But then he's going to do another spectacular goal, and it's going to be like, wow, I guess he's been really good. But he's going to make me think he was good for me this season when he wasn't. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have a uh, suggestion for Xhaka. Tell him to not take shots unless it's 30 yards plus out. And do not expect him to play any type of good defense or contribute to the attack in any way. But you know one out of every 10 games, he's going to score a rip. So you just got to be okay with having one useless person. On, well, two, because you got Otsil, too. You got to be but, okay but he with scored. that. I know. Scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, it was a dominant performance by Arsenal, I believe. Um, you know, but it is Newcastle. I see in your notes, like, Arsenal versus big boys versus mid-table. It's fucking, yeah, it's... Uh, Martin, it's bad. Martin. I mean, it's, at least you're not a Newcastle. <laughs> oh, sorry, my what cat. What did just... Theodore just do? 
I don't know. He just, my cat just knocked over. So I thought some, uh, I thought it was about to be fucking murdered, which, you know, a part of me was kind of relieved. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, is it, thank God, it's time. Um, yes. You know, and my take cat me. just, take, yeah, I've been waiting. Uh, now my cat just knocked something over. Um, piece of shit. Cats are all fucking dickheads. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have liked goals from the strikers, you know, Laka and Abamyang, but I mean, I think I think some midfield goals, and then Newcastle is just spiraling, right? Yeah, they are one draw and four losses. I mean, Rafa didn't get any players that he wanted this summer. The fucking um, goddamn, what's her name? The uh, owners are complete shit. Still are shit. So Newcastle is spiraling. Uh, I could see them getting relegated this year. But you know who's not going to be relegated this year? Hashtag what a great transition, Martin. Crystal Palace. Yo, Wilfred Zaha. That's I see that's like your main all caps, just Zaha. I mean, Crystal Palace, I mean, I. well, first off, I just want to say Huddersfield, they're going to make their run now, next week. And then they're going to win the league, right, Martin? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've already drawn two games. Oh, so, so they got yeah, points. Oh, they're yeah, going to make it. <laughs> I had nothing after that. But, yeah, <laughs> yes. they're going to they're gonna win the league. They haven't lost all their games. Um, yeah, the Terriers are going to make a run and win the league, so don't even worry about it. Um, keep, just keep holding on. Uh, but yeah, Zaha is definitely going to be picked up by someone next year. Like that goes like right, like he's going to top six or somewhere in Europe. Yeah, he's got it. Just because you know he has shown what a great individual talent that he is, and you know what, I he deserves it at this point. I mean, his goal uh, this weekend was kind of a picture perfect goal of what he does regularly. Like his individual talent of running through defend defenders and finishing is just insane. So I want Zaha to be picked up. I Dude, think he'd he just, be great on a top six team. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's always that, like, catch-22. Like, wow, he's so good. At, I don't even know if I'm using this expression right. But it's like he's so good at, like, Crystal Palace, but can he, like, be good at a big club? You know, right. like, right. which I always didn't like that argument. But then, like, some people are like, oh, well, you know. I'm like, fuck you. God, like, you know, I – so we'll, well see. I mean, it, it's an interesting argument, but you see the opposite side of it all the time. I mean, N'Golo Conte, Riyad Mahrez, uh, you have players coming from, like, uh, Swiss teams who are playing farmers, and they turn out to be amazing. You had Hazard come from, I think, Lyon turned out amazing. So I, I think that Zaha, especially since that he's already played for Manchester United, is ready for a big team again. Yeah, but all we know is Huddersfield's going to make a run. Um, Let's go, on Terriers. To Chelsea versus uh, the Welsh, Cardiff. Um, Eden Hazard. Eden. Champion. Fucking Hazard is unreal. And scoring a Hattie. Like, I was all rooting for, you know, the capital of Wales. For a bit when they were up 1-0 and by Mo Bamba, you know, the NBA draft pick. Um, <laughs> and then it was just the Eden Hazard show. It has literally been nothing but the Eden Hazard show this entire time. And sorry, I am so surprised how he's just, you know, just adapted to the how – does, how does Abramovich do this? Like, I need to know – like, if I wish he would just give me a stock tip. You know what I mean? Just one. <laughs> Because, like, <laughs> I feel like this guy just strikes gold with every manager he picks. He really does, and they're all foreign, so to speak. They're not English. They're not Scottish. They're not uh, Irish. Um, like, they're, for the most part, their most famous managers in the past decade and a half have been from Italy or Portugal. You got Ancelotti. You got um, Conte. Now you have Sarri. You had Jose Mourinho. And they are all able to adapt, but at the same time, even when they win, Abramovich has this fucking, like, know-how to just sack them. Even though they are performing well, just sack them and replace, with some, replace them with someone better. And so I see Sarri being around here for two more years, and then Chelsea's going to get a, another manager, and they're going to still be good because, for whatever reason, Abramovich, Abramovich is God. 
But I will say I am just dumb impressed by Hazard. But I think, again, and I said this during the World Cup, the most underappreciated player on that team is not who you think is going to be. It's Giroud. Giroud is underappreciated as fuck, but he is the best big man in that hold-up play position in the English Premier League at this time, I think. And, and he's really good to look at. So I he's think it's just really like, fucking hot. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you're a center back, you see him coming, you just get lost. You're like, oh my god, who's this male model running up to me? I can't look up. <laughs> who's and this then he's, gorgeous man? I'm losing myself in his. Oh, and he's past me. Or, or when they like when he does the hold up play, he's like, I don't want to touch this perfect Adonis, like Greek god. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like. It's Giroud is just such a team player and like people like I feel like everyone's going to talk about like Paul Bub, Mbappe, Griezmann when they talk about that French World Cup. I think Giroud needs some credit, right? Like he needs some like like the guy didn't score a fucking goal, but I mean he like set everything up so those people could score, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and I think people are just now kind of realizing the importance of his role and how he performs it so well but so underappreciated like like uh people were talking so much smack about Giroud the entire world cup his entire time at Chelsea and Arsenal but i mean for god's sakes the dude is critical to that Chelsea attack because i'm sorry but Eden Hazard and William are not going to be able to hold up the play but Giroud allows them to grab the ball go on runs and he feeds them the ball because of his hold of play. And that cannot be denied. And it can't be said that he's not an important person. I'm sorry, but do you see Alvaro Morata doing that? Do you even see him starting? No. That's why Giroud is better than the 75 million man they bought last summer. Yeah, sorry. He's like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I stole that from the fantasy guy. But fuck you. Fuck you and your fake laugh. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to – all right, so Chelsea undefeated. They're also, like, surprisingly – I don't even think I had them in my top four. I don't I don't remember, but, like, I fucking um, – I think I made them fourth, fourth or fifth. Um, moving on – but they're definitely title contenders. Uh, moving on to your team. Big win, Martin. Man, it's always a good time to podcast when both our teams win. Because, like, oh, yeah. usually, usually we have one person depressed or, you know, one person just, like – fuck me but when both our teams win it's like you know it's it's a fun podcast <laughs> it is and we're just happier i think that says a lot about us that our entire mood is based on a team but you know what that's okay and united got the win so i'm a happy man and i'm gonna say one thing chris smalling should play striker for real madrid mm. no i saw a lot of ronaldo-esque in that volley um that was Wow. I mean, that was just gorgeous. Not smalling. I'm calling him bigging, you know, after that big, <laughs> after that big, I, I hate myself. But, and then Lukaku with the tummy, the tummy goal. Um, but I mean, I was, you know, you guys put up a dominant performance up till the gray goal in the 65th minute. And I was kind of worried for you guys. You guys were like giving up a lot of like, bad giveaways and a lot of and there's a lot of dangerous uh play by Watford so credit to Watford for staying in the game after being down 2-0 oh, but yeah. but you guys you know you kept your composure you know Josie Mourinho did up and you know just it's it's good to see. I was just like I wanted you guys to win this game because I just couldn't take like another Josie Mourinho press conference you know what I mean but, <laughs> dude um, I just I I feel like every game is so similar where United will do very well for a span and dominate the uh, proceedings and then just look like absolute trash on the verge of conceding a goal, conceding the victory for the entire latter portions of the game. It just doesn't make sense. And when that happens, the team play just breaks down. The defense loses their mind. Midfield can't hold on to the ball, and it just invites people to counterattack United. And... You saw it in this Watford game. We saw it yesterday or today versus the young boys. So I think the attack for Manchester United is much better. Manchester United is not sitting in their own half 90 minutes at a time and relying on that one goal victory. They're finally attacking, but at the expense of their defense. Now they look 
pretty shit in the back, but good in the attack. Yeah, um, you also got World Cup Pogba showing up, sup? Yeah, um, Pogba Boom is booming. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looking nice in those pink jerseys, which, you know, I was kind of like, you know, eh on at first, but seeing you guys playing him, I was, you know, I was about him. I was kind of about him. I always love a pink jersey. Back in the day when, uh, I think it was Parma was still in uh, Serie A, they had pink jerseys, and they were my favorite team in Serie A solely because of the pink jerseys. That's that fair. Yeah, fantastic. I got I do have that, like, pink and black one from last year, the third kit, Arsenal kit, which is... That's fun. sick. So sick. Um, but it's just good to see you guys scoring goals. Um, Manchester United, you know, I'm just, just... I'm just really... I'm, like, relieved almost. You know, I'm just, like... I just couldn't deal with the Jose Mourinho. Just, like, three. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Jesus. Oh. I... I I just I'm like getting like Josie Mourinho exhaustion. I know you must be getting it way more than I am, but like Oh yeah. Uh, but I will say the only plus side is seeing Carrick celebrate on the sidelines with Jose Mourinho as a coach. Like that just gives me all sorts of warm feelings in my belly. Mm. Get that nice like after you finish a nice big cup of soup feeling. Oh yeah, we're just like oh happy and warm and content. Mm. Carrick's the, back. That the you know like we won't all die alone you know kind yeah of right like but probably we will <laughs> yeah probably no, we will no we definitely no we definitely will um, <laughs> moving on to uh, let's just do like a quick like because uh, we're coming oh, yeah. up to coming up to an hour so Wolves Burnley uh, thirty second reaction fucking what the hell Sean Dyche I love you know what are my gingers doing you know I I, I don't understand what's Sean Dyche up to uh, Wolverhampton Wolves are legit. I'm about them. Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just another loss for Burnley. Yeah, I think the earth has dried up and all the worms are dying because Burnley looks worm-ridden. They look horrible, and it, it bums me the fuck out. But at the same time, Wolves are by far the best team from the championship. Like, they are just killing the game. And you know what? Power to them. And they deserve this victory 100%. It should have been like 3-0, but Joe Hart actually did well. And so Wolves got that deserved victory at the cost of the Worms. Wolves versus Worms. It was so weird seeing Joe Hart. I mm-hmm. honestly totally forgot he was on Burnley. Like, I did too. I did too. I went, what <laughs> the, I went, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I literally said that out loud. I went, that that's that's not right, right? And it, it was. Uh, moving on to Everton West Ham, which we I think we both thought West Ham were gonna get their shit kicked in, and lo and behold, uh, Everton got shit pumped by West Ham. Um, but I mean, the only real takeaway from this is like West Ham might not be relegated now. Like it, it was nice to see them not like play horribly and get their sh- like shit rocked. So, what are your thoughts, Martin? Uh, basically the same, like, good on West Ham for finally getting the victory that they did not deserve. Well, they did deserve this victory, but I wanted to see that burning trash pile just get hotter and hotter. But for those who hate West Ham, there is hope next week. They play Chelsea at the bridge. No, at London Stadium. So you got a little bit of a uh, London derby there. So hopefully Chelsea shit pumps them and West Ham goes back into the relegation zone. To the West Ham, I know. The not blowing bubbles, West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Southampton blowing it, fucking blowing it against Brighton, being up 2-0, goals by Hojberg and Danny Ings, and then Duffy and Murray, Murray with the late uh, stoppage time goal. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to watch this Monday game, and then I was like, fuck it, it's unofficial gay capital, so, I mean, I have to, <laughs> um, which I will always plug into every podcast. Um and I just have this vendetta against Saints, so I was rooting so hard for Brighton. I was like, let's go. Fuck Southampton. And lo and behold, they, you know, them gay seagulls came through, you know? <laughs> Those damn gay seagulls always beating the Southamptons. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but you know what? I was all about uh, Brighton. I kind of jumped on your train of, you know, hating Southampton for little reason, but I'm all about it. So I was stoked to see that, you know, what's his name? 
Glenn Murray gets gets another uh, goal, and he's in the competition for the Golden Boot five games into the season. So, way to fucking be. Oh shit! Like the really? Seagulls. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hold on. He's he's got like three or four goals, and my internet is just showing me news. So you're gonna have to trust me on that. All right, confirmed. Uh, Glenn Murray is so your quote is Glenn Murray's gonna win the Golden Boot. All right, good, good work, Martin. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, let's go. He has uh, four goals. He is tied in second place with Sadio Mane and Romelu Lukaku. Only Eden Hazard has more. Well, I mean, when you get a hat trick, that kind of helps out. Um, that do. So let's move on to questions. We do. I think we have one here from the Insta, the Instagram from uh, Barack, B-R-X-X-X-C-K, uh, who's the one who's actually keeping a spreadsheet of all our wins and losses. So don't think we're actually keeping count. We, t- we have we have a friend, of the, a fan of the podcast, who's been doing it for us. So shout out to Brock. He lets us know each week like how we're doing, and I'm like, you're the fucking shit. I should send, I should send him a shirt. Actually, I'm going to message him right now. I'm going to send him a shirt. There you go. See, you oh. do stuff for us, and we do stuff for you. That's to anybody out there who wants to get involved with yeah, us. Yeah, if you want to help us, us out, yeah, because we're pieces of shit, um, please, please help this podcast. Tell all your friends. Review us. We're up to 70 reviews on iTunes. Like, I was kind of cool with us being at 69, but now that we broke this, <laughs> you you can now, which nice, um, you can go tell your friends about our podcast and, you know, even if they don't like soccer, just be like, hey, just do this. Press subscribe. Helps Please. us out. Um, all right, Please so back to all right, so back to Brock's question. We'll end the podcast. Are the Wolves going on a run and can have Man United and can Man United stop them even without having to worry about the even? I can't fucking talk. Um, <laughs> can Man United stop them even though they're worrying about the Champions League? That's essentially the question. Um, I, I want to say yeah. I mean, my thing is like with all these championship teams, I feel like some championship teams, like one, usually gets off to a run because all the teams in the Premier League don't really have any. Like, I don't want to get into like like NFL, like uh, American football guy, but there's not tape on them yet. It's kind of like when Dak Prescott blew up his first year because no one had tape on him. Yeah, and like then people started figuring teams out. You know what I mean? I think oh, it's, yeah. I think it's kind of same in the Premier League. Like we don't like teams don't know anything about the Wolverhampton Wolves, but now they're starting to figure them out and how they play. Um, and I think if you just look quality wise, I think just Man United is just leaps and bounds. So I would just have to say, even with the Champions League, um, that yeah. Oh yeah, you guys played today. Did you guys win? Yes. 3-0. It was awesome. I decided, I watched like three games at the same time. It was fantastic. Yeah, but I was yeah, I, I totally agree. United is going to beat the shit out of the Wolves. Granted, the Wolves did tie Manchester City, but that was in August. It's now going to be towards the end of September, which is fucking insane. But yeah, United's going to show the Wolves that this is the Prem, boys. This ain't no championship. It's the Prem lads. Um, I real quick just want to do a quick shout out and thanks. I've been doing uh, an interview series here in Philadelphia with all the heads of the top six, which saddens me because Martin can't be there for the interviews because he's down in North Carolina. But um, shout out to Paul from Manchester City, uh, Philadelphia. Shout out to Mike Fermento uh, from Manchester United. I, I can't pronounce Paul's last name from Manchester City. I think. It's Greenlash, Greenlash. He's, he's English. I can't green. I, he said it during the <laughs> podcast, but he was an awesome interview. Uh, Mike Fermento from Manchester United, Philly. I did that in the Black Sheep Pub, which I'm doing in all of their pubs. The Manchester City one is in Tier Nanag uh, in Center City. And then I just re- just yesterday, I got done doing Ma- uh, Mark Jenkinson of Liverpool uh, FC at the Victoria Free House, which is where they go to watch the games and Tim Brockner, which it was, that was a very strange interview, which I was literally running home. I was not running home, but running from work to get there. And he's like, and it was at the end of the Liverpool PSG game. And I think he's had a few beers. And he's like, hey, we only got 15 minutes. Is that okay? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And then I like literally don't even have time to set up my tripod. So like I'm posting all the videos on uh, my YouTube channel. or the I, I keep forgetting to change it to lads, but it's under my name, Kevin J. Pettit. So I literally just sat this, like, the, the camera, Martin, like, up on the table and just, like, put, like, <laughs> like the Some lens. old school. 
Dude, I put the lens cap under it so it like tilted up. <laughs> so hey, whatever works, man. Yeah, and the only problem with that interview was like he wasn't like holding the mic close enough, so his audio is kind of like faint. But overall, this has been really fun. I'm doing the Philly Spurs next week, and then Chelsea guy I'm trying to get next week as well. And then, of course, my team Arsenal they've not gotten back to me, so I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Like, <laughs> typical. But typical Arsenal. Yeah, it's, you know, typical in Arsenal. They go so well together. Um, and I also got a Man United scarf, which I'm going to be sending down to my best bro, Martin, my bro beans. What's up, bro hey, beans? That's me. Yeah, that's so me. it's a Man United Philadelphia uh, scarf. So I just want to do a shout out. Uh, there's just, you know, we're just trying to add more content for the podcast. We want to start writing more blogs. I think we're going to do a koozie order. What do you want to do, Martin? Koozies or like shirts or hats? I don't know. I think koozies would be sick. Koozies would be dope because everybody drinks. Not everybody wears shirts. Yeah, that's true. I don't Wait. wear shirts. Wait. I rarely oh. do. Yeah, no. Especially when I'm drinking. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Martin, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, fuck the Panthers. Go Birds. Martin from North Carolina. I'm out. All right. Bye. Love you. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself.